In the Know is news of note from the Cuyahoga County Executive's Office. This is a special edition of the podcast where we'll be discussing training that's available through My Learning for All Employees. More specifically, we're going to be talking about a new schedule of active shooter training that's going to be starting soon. I'm Don Calavini from the Department of Communications, and joining me is Kathy Jackson, our training manager for Cuyahoga County. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here wanted to talk with you for a long time about uh, your role with organizational and employee development. So tell me about um, the department and, and your overall goals. I am currently the training manager for the county. Um, I have been here for going on 12 years. It will be this year. I was brought in originally because there was not a training department at all. And so I, my goal and what I was told in the beginning was to put together professional training for all of the county. And that's primarily what my role is, is to make sure that there are various professional training opportunities offered for all employees under the executive umbrella. And a lot of that focus is to improve, you know, office skills like PowerPoint, Excel. I mean, those are trainings that are available. They're specific trainings, especially for like folks in the sheriff's department, um, safety, CPR. Those are things that we always need. But um, we've had this rash of horrific shootings around the country. And, and like that, you send me an email. You've got a full schedule of active shooter trainings for employees. Uh, I don't mean to sound excited about that. I'm really sorry that we have to do that, but um, it's important, and, and we'll get into that more. What was involved in that decision and that really quick response on your part? Well, the decision for training opportunities is based on what is happening internally and externally, uh, locally as well as nationally. So based on the events, um, I look for training opportunities, which will give our employees the knowledge and skills they need to deal with the changes that are happening. With the recent escalation of gun violence, I felt that it was a great opportunity to provide active shooter training. Okay, and it is, so this is a perfect time to bring in our second guest today. Lieutenant Taharka Anknaten with the Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Department. Thank you so much Thanks for joining for us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And you're going to be conducting these sessions for us. There's going to be 12 sessions, either at West Shore or in the administrative building. And that's something big to take on, you know, 12 sessions in-person training. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about how you plan for that? Other than, you know, I know you're trained in it yourself, but you've got to train uh, all of us normal folks well i've trained about six to seven hundred county employees already um who already took active shooter training so for me it's just to let everybody know active shooter is nothing new it's if you go back to the columbine shootings in 99 you would realize that law enforcement everybody made mistakes and now law enforcement changed the whole way they respond to active shooter events but the second part of that is how important it is for the employee to know what to do way before law enforcement arrives. And that's part of the training, to get them options, ideas, and realistic examples of what to do under certain circumstances. And you say way before law enforcement arrives. I mean, we're talking like minutes, but it, it, it's critical with that you know period of time. So the training is important to have people just feel more confident in the decisions that they make in those first few moments. Um, why do you think that the in-person training is is really important? Well, 
In WebEx, Zoom, and other types of training, you notice that people walk away from the computers, the camera goes off, and they could have left the room for 15 minutes and you'd have never known. Uh, something as important as a person who could lose their life, I think, should be in person. I need to look the person in the eye, answer their questions, and give them examples for their own experiences. And oftentimes, employees come up with great questions, and it's nice to be there for them to answer those questions. I was wondering about that because you said you, you'd already had the training for about 700 employees, and I'm sure that there are questions that come up. Um, do you you know change and, and evolve some of your um, statements or some of the things that you address based on some of the feedback that you're getting in session? I do, but mostly the employees do it for me. I'll teach the course, and their questions are vast. It could go from something as simple as what's the best way to learn exits to how to fight if you can't leave and a shooter coming to the room. So it could be very vast. Whatever they ask is what we need to answer, and we need to give them real-world solutions to a constantly ongoing event. Like most people won't realize it's been over... 300 active shooters incidents this year. Now, you could go on and say that, yeah, in the news they showed us major incidents, but to me, if you lost one or two people during an active shooter uh, event or, let's say, 30 people, that's all huge because we got to follow the same procedures. And it's something that I think a lot of people, I mean, you're aware that these events have happened, but you don't really want to think about it. It's stressful to put yourself into a position where you might have to make those life-saving choices, but that's why this in-person training is important. What other kinds of things do you stress? Well, for example, being in this line of work, my first goal was to learn about active shooters, how to respond to them. And then later, living in Charlotte, Ohio, that February 27th shooting, my son was actually inside the, the cafeteria. He watched his best friend get shot in the head. And I realized that long after the event is over, my son has suffered from mental health ever since. So it's one thing to say an active shooter event occurred. But even then, a lot of students didn't know what to do. They ran, they panicked. They went right past the exit door to their homerooms. There's certain things that we could have done better even then, but we got to get out of the mindset that it won't happen here, not in our city, not in our town. We got to do something, and training people is what we should do. Well, let's say for the record, this podcast is not a substitute for the in-person active shooter awareness training, but Lieutenant, I would like you to maybe give some general tips and advice um, should people find themselves in this kind of emergency. Uh, one of the main things that I would tell people is to be aware of your surroundings. The way you be aware of your surroundings for me is when I go into any place, and you don't have to do this, but I do it, but if I've never been there before, I circle the building. I want to know all the exits to that building. Now, my second thought is to go in the building and find those exits. So if I go to a Kent State graduation, it was 600 people at the last one, and, you know, if somebody say we should sit right here in the middle to get good pictures, I say, no, I need to sit over to the right by the exit sign because I could still take good pictures. I could get up and take photos, but in the event of an emergency, I can also exit 
out this building and get to a safe place and, in a sense, take care of whoever I'm with. Um, or respond, come back and respond. Either way, it's a safer way to think. Um, the other thing is to know whether or not the door locks wherever you at. There's been many active shooter events where they close the door, try to barricade the door, but never lock the door. So there's certain things there that a person just not thinking of when the heart rate is like 180 beats per minute, and just a minute ago it was 55 beats per minute. So those things come into play where we got to give them real world, like I said, actions. And if we tell them these things in advance, they could respond to it a lot better. Before we even started recording, uh, the lieutenant and I were here, and I just wanted to let you in on the fact that I said, you know, sit in whatever chair you want. We're at a round table with three chairs. And he picked that chair and told me it was so that he could see the door from where he was sitting. So you're thinking about it 24-7. And... I think whatever trauma your son experienced, I mean, it was trauma for you as well. It, well, it was trauma for the whole neighborhood. Of course. That whole part of the state came out to mm. support the people. I was there during the vigils, the funerals, and different things that occurred. But everybody who go through an active shooter goes through that. The problem is we never prepared for it in advance. Like I said, I, I did active shooter response training, I never thought about the innocent person who just came to work and what they should do because I was too busy trying to think of saving them. Mm-hmm. Now I broaden that expertise to go out to say what what should we do to get them prepared before the police arrives, and that's huge. You can sign up for active shooter training right now on my learning. Thank you so much. Um, I'm registered for a session in August already, uh, but the start as early as July 6th. Kathy, is there anything else that you'd like to add about this um, active shooter awareness training that we're offering? I would just like to uh, piggyback on what you said um, and say to our listeners, take this opportunity to broaden your knowledge by attending one of the active shooter training sessions that we're offering. Um, You can sign up, as you said, through my learning, and it's important to take the time to do that. That. This is an investment in yourself and your family when you attend the, um, an event of this nature. It's a tough subject, but it's really important, and I thank you for getting it organized for all the employees. Uh, I hope everybody takes advantage of this. like to end on a little bit of a lighter note. Do you have any other trainings coming up that uh, employees can be excited about, look forward to? Yes, we do. I would like to let audience know that um, because of the overwhelming requests that we've had for Microsoft classes, we're starting to offer more of those. We've already had an Excel and a PowerPoint class, um, and it's done in an hour, so it's like during the lunch hour. It's done by Microsoft themselves, certified trainers. Um, the ones that we've had have been very beneficial. Um, we have some coming up. We've got Microsoft OneDrive and SharePoint coming up, Microsoft OneNote, and then Microsoft Teams with a focus, too, on um when you have the breakout sessions. Most people think training, breakout sessions only. Um, But this is going to go into how you can use breakout sessions doing just a regular team meeting, uh, and it'd be very uh, beneficial for that. And again, uh, they're on my learning uh, to go in and take a look. You've got a little bit more description, too, about each of the sessions to decide um, if you'd like to attend them or not. So I really recommend that you keep up with the the different changes by visiting my learning um, every once in a while. 
Yeah, log on to Infor, go to the training tile or box, and then click My Learning. That's where you can register, see what else is available. Uh, there's also a link on the emergency and the training pages of our county intranet. If you like getting updated with this audio version of In the Know, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and that way you won't miss any new information. This podcast is produced by our communications and multimedia teams. On behalf of the Cuyahoga County Executive's Office, thank you for all that you do, and stay safe. You are in the know.